0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Timeout Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar.
3: We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Director of Outreach Ministry at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for a spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
5: Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the senior minister. Christ Universal Temple was founded in 1956 by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Check us out when you're in our area or online at www.cutemple.org, dot org. We stream our services every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Central Standard Time. Or if you're in the area also on Wednesday evenings, we have Wednesday evening services at 7 p.m., Today's show is a continuation of spiritual healing, the what and the how. Today we'll, we will be talking about the power of forgiveness. This is a very powerful show because what we've been doing with uh, spiritual healing, the what and the how, is laying the foundation for the principles of spiritual healing. Um, I started this series on April 18th with a show about the fundamental principles of spiritual healing as taught by New Thought. We talked primarily about the truth about God and God's essential character and will. On April 25th, we talked about uh, the truth about humanity as the image and likeness of God. And we focused on what was right about humanity and not wrong. On May 2nd, we talked about the power of the mind over the body, and we talked a lot about how our bodies believe every word we say and how what we think, feel, and believe uh, can affect our health. On May 9th, we talked about the power of prayer and how the power of prayer heals, and I, and we really, really drilled down on the spiritual mind treatment as taught by our Ernest Holmes, the founder of religious science, who wrote the the classic New Thought book, The Science of Mind. Last week, we talked about the Holy Spirit in individual and group prayers. We talked about how Jesus taught the, the power of collective consciousness, and today we're talking about forgiveness. And before I go into forgiveness at a deep level, I want to read this quote that I think is very, very powerful. It is from... Uh, a book called uh, a course in miracles is in the back of the book and some of the lessons I believe this is lesson one twenty two and it states forgiveness offers everything that I want. What can you want that forgiveness cannot give? Do you want peace? Forgiveness offers it. Do you want happiness? A quiet mind a certainty of purpose a sense of worth And beauty that transcends the world? Do you want care and safety? And the warmth of pure protection always? Do you want a quietness that cannot be disturbed? A gentleness that can never be hurt? A deep abiding comfort? And a rest so perfect that it can never be upset? All this forgiveness offers you and more. It sparkles on your eyes as you awake and gives you joy with which you meet the day. It soothes your forehead while you sleep and rests upon your eyelids so you see no dreams of fear and evil, malice and attack. And when you wake again, it offers you another day of happiness and peace. All this forgiveness offers you and more. So as we start talking about forgiveness as it relates to spiritual healing and how Jesus taught the power of forgiveness when he was healing people in Galilee and Jerusalem when he was walking the earth. It is important to understand that forgiveness is a process in the revealing word Charles Fillmore defines forgiveness as a process of giving up the false for the true erasing sin and error. From the mind and body. Now, this is key because it says it's a process. In other words, it's something that we do that allows us to give up the false. Now, what's the false? The false is the belief in the victimization, it's the false in believing that other people have the power to dictate what we do or don't do. It's the power to, that is the belief that people ha- can uh, frustrate and upset us without our permission. So it's a process of giving up the false and for the true, and it also erasing sin and error from the mind and body. Now, sometimes because of the way the word sin has been used in religious circles, people hear that word and they automatically cringe or or tune out. But sin only means to miss the mark. So when we miss the mark mentally, in other words, when we are thinking and feeling and believing and speaking and acting and reacting out of alignment with divine principle, out of alignment with the, with the good that we seek to manifest in our lives, then we are at quote unquote sinning in the sense that we're missing the mark. So it, forgiveness is a process that gets us back into alignment with our authentic spiritual self. This is important because when we are in alignment with it mentally, that alignment works through our physicality. It is highly important for us to realize that forgiveness is a means through which we can heal our bodies. Charles Fremont goes on to say forgiveness really means giving up something when you forgive yourself. You cease doing the things that you should not do. In other words, so if you've been holding on to this energy, mad at somebody, frustrated with somebody, holding these, uh, condemning people, holding these issues with folks for years, you decide that I'm not going to do that anymore because I want to be free. The founder of Christ Universal Temple, the Reverend Doctor Johnny Coleman, used to always say, "No one is worth you being sick, broken, unhappy. You don't forgive people." For them, you forgive people for yourself. And it's important that we always come back to that spot. If you never reconcile with an individual, you have to still release that energy that the soul is holding that's impressing and impacting the cells of your body. Any energy that you hold in your soul will affect your body eventually. So. If you're going to hold something, hold some love and some peace and some understanding and some compassion because those things are good for the body. But when we are holding on to hate and anger and frustration and doubt and fear, they impact the cells of our bodies and they literally, literally can drain us and turn into what we call dis-ease. Now, Philbo goes on to say in a revealing word that it is through forgiveness that true spiritual healing is accomplished. That's key. Forgiveness removes the errors of the mind and bodily harmony results. Mm. Now, so what this is saying to me is that we were created to function properly and in divine order. And that the reason why we don't function in divine order is because we have allowed ourselves through our mental processes to get out of alignment with the truth of our being. So forgiveness is, is, is restoring. It's restoring to original integrity or, or healing rather is restoring to original integrity and purity. So forgiveness. Forgiveness is the process that allows me to restore myself to original integrity and purity. I was created. You were created to function properly. This is key. Now, Jesus taught this. If you have a Bible in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, Jesus shows how the power of forgiveness works with healing. Because in this Gospel, it tells a very powerful story of how Jesus spoke the word for a paralytic man. It says in the gospel, uh, chapter 9, starting with verse 2, and just then some people were carrying a paralyzed man lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Then some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say, stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, stand up, take up your bed and go to your home. And he stood up and went to his home. When the crowd saw it, they were filled with awe, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to human beings, End quote. Now, this story is important at many levels. First level, Jesus recognized that the man needed to release something to allow him to be able to function properly. Two, that people will come up with excuses why you can and can't do things. He says the scribes were like, wait a minute why why is he saying this to these people? See, we can't get caught up in the conversations about what other people will try to justify the reasons why a thing is or or isn't. You You can't get caught up in the discussions of other people. You have to keep your mind on your healing. Now you notice the man who Jesus was speaking to didn't say a word because he was open and receptive to The healing and the men who brought him in were were so open and receptive to his healing. It was only the naysayers who said this is what is possible and not possible and the reasons why that will try to keep you in states of uh, unforgiveness, which keeps you paralyzed in what you're dealing with. So when Jesus said to them, the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins, the son of man is an Aramaic term and it means literally, according to Dr. Rocco Erico, this human being So even at the end of the scripture, it says that they were filled with awe and they glorified God who had given such authority to human beings. It didn't say God had given that authority just to Jesus. It said that God had given that authority to human beings. So we have the power to forgive the errors that are in our consciousness and our bodies and free ourselves from that which has paralyzed us. Every time it's not necessarily something that you're literally paralyzed, but fear and frustration and anger, doubt can paralyze, anxiety can paralyze. So we have to speak the word from our own spiritual nature, from our own Christ nature, from our own quote unquote God self to be able to say to our own minds and bodies, Your sins are forgiven. Pick up your bed. And go home, in other words, pick up that those excuses that you've been laying on It's time to what give that up see because we will lay on excuses. we will lay on our problems, we will lay on our reasons, we will lay on our issues, but they don't empower us. We have to remind ourselves over and over again the reason why we forgive ourselves, and the reason why we forgive others is because we want to live. In our power. And you can't live in your power when the ego is all over the place doing everything other than what it's supposed to be doing, which is what? Forgive. Jesus, even when he was on the cross, he said to the men, after they put the nails in his hands and feet, after they put the the crown of uh, thorns on his head, after he was hanging up there, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, was he saying that for God to forgive, or was he saying Saying that for his own soul to release because when you really think about it, the issue isn't necessarily God. The issue is the individual consciousness. Jesus couldn't resurrect as long as he was stuck in victimization. And Jesus refused to be a victim. So he used the power of forgiveness to propel himself into resurrection. What are you trying to rise above today? Let me suggest learning to forgive yourself and others, which we're going to talk about some of the process of how we forgive as we move on with this show. But I want to make sure that you understand completely the power of forgiveness. Forgiveness creates miracles. Forgiveness creates miracles. It's highly important that you get that in The Dynamic Laws of Healing by Catherine Ponder on page 45, she says it best. She says, the act of forgiveness dissolves the negative attitudes and memories that are lodged in the conscious and subconscious levels of your mind. Since your mind is located right within your body, your thoughts and emotions occupy space in the cells, bloodstream, and organs of your physical being. Unless a mental and emotional cleansing takes place, such negative emotions fasten your health problems to you. She goes on to say, in spite of advances in scientific and medical research, no pill has yet been created that can cause a sick person to do the first thing he should do metaphysically. Toward gaining permanent health. Forgive. Mm. So, it's important that we realize the power of forgiveness and the process. Now, I want to remind you that you can call in to 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. I would like to hear from you. If you have individual questions about healing or something that you're working through and trying to get a breakthrough on something, I would like to be able to, to, to help you with that process. Also remember that this show and all of the shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your donations. So click on the donate button on the website and as you have received freely, please freely give in measure to what you have received. Remember that... Unity Online Radio has a cruise coming up in November, and you can log on to unity.fm forward slash cruise and get the information. It's also right on the website. You can also call the number 800-828-4813, 800-828-4813, and make sure you tell them that Reverend Galen McDowell sent you. It's highly important. Also, uh, you can also keep track of of my schedule. You can obviously check with Christ Universal Temple. Um, I teach class here weekly, and I do other things, preach occasionally when the senior minister isn't um, preaching. Also, I'll be at uh, the Panorama of Truth uh, for the Universal Foundation for Better Living uh, August 1st through the 5th, and you can get information on that at www.ufbl.com. Org. Again, I would like to hear from you, so please call in at 888-558-6489. When we come back, besides taking calls, we're going to discuss the reasons why people don't forgive. This is really important. So we will be right back momentarily with Truth Transform.
0: What I desire for myself, I desire for all beings. There is only one presence and one power at work in the universe. As I align myself with this truth, I set in motion ripples of peace, harmony, and abundance throughout the world. In a quiet time of prayer, I center my thoughts on the perfect peace within me. There is no lack, no separation, only the wholeness of peace. I affirm aloud, I am peace, you are peace, we are peace. I rest for a moment, feeling my heart expand as peace radiates from me. I envision a world in which all beings live in harmony, free from lack, free from violence, and at peace. One by one, each of us creates this peace for all.
1: This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word, inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there and we hope you join us too as we celebrate 5 years of spiritual programming at unity online radio for more information go to www.unity.fm/cruise
4: thank you for tuning in to truth transforms Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
5: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, Don't forget that you can call in at 888-558-6489 to call in and ask questions about forgiveness or generally about healing. So I want to cover some of the reasons why people don't forgive. But I first want to start off with uh, reading something from Forgiveness The Greatest Healer of All, which will also have some of the reasons why people don't forgive. But I think this is really important. So if you have it, this book is by Gerald Jampolsky. Page four at the bottom, it says, Our egos are quite happy when we become convinced of our victimhood, because then we hand our power over to them. The last thing our egos will want us to believe is is that we have a choice. That we can choose not to be victims, that we can in fact, choose love rather than fear, that we can choose to forgive rather than hold on to embitterments, grudges and judgments. It says, goes on to say, forgiveness is easy when we look at the world through the eyes of love, since it is then clear that the answers we have been seeking All of our lives can be found here and not in the ego's belief in the externals of life. Now, in this same book, Gerald Jampolsky talks about some of the reasons why people don't forgive. And he gives 20 reasons, uh, top 20 reasons why people don't forgive. See if any of these things uh, hit home with you. He says the first reason why uh, we don't forgive That person really hurt you. They deserve your anger, your withdrawal of love and any other punishment they can get. Now, this is the ego talking to you. Don't be a fool. Number two is don't be a fool. If you forgive, that person is just going to do the same thing all over again. Number three, you are weak if you forgive. Number four, if you forgive that person, it's the same as making them right and you wrong. Five, only a person with really low self-esteem would ever consider forgiving that person. Six, when you don't forgive, it is like controlling the other person. Control is the ego's best way to keep safe. Seven, the best way to keep a distance between yourself and the person who hurt you is to never forgive them. Eight, hold back your forgiveness since it is a way to feel good knowing it is a good way to get your revenge. Again, we're talking about the top 20 reasons why people don't forgive by Gerald Jampolsky. Number 9. Withholding forgiveness gives you power over the person who has hurt you. 10. Forgiving forgiving people who hurt you is just plain stupid. 11. If you forgive, you abandon all sense of security. 12. If you forgive someone They might think you agree with what they did or didn't do. Thirteen. Forgiving is nothing more than condoning bad behavior. Again, these are the things that the ego is telling us why we shouldn't forgive. Fourteen. If push comes to shove, you should forgive the person only if they offer you a sincere apology and then only sort of forgive. Fifteen. If you forgive, God will strike you down. Wow. Sixteen, let's face it, it's always the other person's fault. So why forgive? Seventeen, don't ever believe anyone who tries to tell you that you abhor things in other people which you can't stand to look at in yourself. Number eighteen, don't fall for the idea that if you can't forgive someone which another person has done, excuse me, don't fall for the idea that if you can't forgive something, which another person has done, it's because you can't accept the fact that you have done something you consider unforgivable. 19. If you forgive that horrible act, you are no better than the person who is to blame. 20. You'll know you have really lost it with this forgiveness thing when you start Believing that there is a God or higher power which protects you from being an innocent victim and getting yourself hurt. Now, when you start having all of these reasons or excuses that the ego gives for not forgiving, realize all of all, all of those 20 reasons keep you in bondage and they don't allow you to be free. That's key. They keep you in bondage. They don't allow you to be free, because forgiveness is the process of letting go the false for the true. So, how can we live authentic? Excuse me, <clears throat> authentically when we are living a false life, an inauthentic life, inauthentic in the sense that it is not coming from the image and likeness of God that we are, and God is love, and if we are created in the image and likeness of God, then we are created in the image and likeness of love. So it's really important that we understand why we should forgive and the reasons why we don't forgive. And the, all of these reasons are insane. Because unforgiveness hurts ourselves. Now, Jared John Polsky has a statement in this book. He says forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. Forgiveness means giving up all hope for a better past. See, we're always trying to look back and say, if I did this instead of that, I went left instead of right, up instead of down, forward instead of back, uh, these things would be different. But you know what? It is what it is, and it's not what it's not. And instead of wrestling with the past, which we can't change. We need to release it, forgive it, let it go, and let it stay in the past and stop allowing it to affect our present and our future. It is important that we understand that when we don't forgive, we are sending that energy forward into our lives. And Scripture says, I go before you to prepare a place for you. And we will always uh, have always been taught that that's, jesus talking about a second coming but from a metaphysical standpoint that stipulates or stands for that consciousness goes before us to prepare the place for us it is important to understand that my now state of mind goes before me to prepare the world for me in other words i go forward based upon my now state of consciousness to create the experience of myself So wherever I end up, I always meet myself. Whoever I'm interacting with, I always meet myself because I literally, from a consciousness standpoint, the way I think, the way I feel, the way I believe, the way I speak, the way I act, the way I react, I'm always preparing to meet myself because I can't meet anything other than how I see life. In the book, The Three Laws of Performance by Steve Zaffron and Dave Logan is a powerful statement that I want to share with you because I think it is so powerful that it is important that <clears throat> that we understand it and look at it and really process what it's saying to us. In the book on page six, it says the first law of performance, how people perform correlates to how situations occur to them. Mm. The book goes on to say that so what exactly does occur mean? We mean something beyond perception and subjective experience. We mean the reality that arises within and from your perspective on the situation. In fact, your perspective is itself part of the way in which the world occurs to you. How a situation occurs includes your view of the past, why things are the way they are, and the future, where all this is going. So, if if a situation is occurring to me as painful, as frustration, frustrating, as um, as something that can harm me or is harming me, then I am creating that through my occurrence. So, forgiveness changes how you how the world or the situation is occurring to you. So when you forgive, you literally change your context. You create a new paradigm shift, and out of that paradigm shift, you allow yourself to function from your wholeness instead of from the fragmented concepts of the ego, the human consciousness, the human personality. We realize once we forgive that we've always been whole. And that the healing that I desire is only a paradigm shift away. This is important. How people perform correlates how, to how situations occur to them. So if my body believes every word I say and my mind is in every cell of my body, then the cells of my body will, will occur to me as healing, as wholeness or whatever based upon what I'm impressing on the cells. So if my body believes every word I say, every thought I think and everything I believe and what I feel, it's important that I recognize that my mental atmosphere, my dominant states of mind are literally impacting the cells and either my thoughts are lifting my body up or they're tearing them down. How I use my words are lifting my body up or they're tearing them down. It's highly important to realize that. Now, what does unforgiveness do? When we refuse to forgive, what happens? Catherine Ponder talks about this also in her her book, and I think that this is really, really important that we recognize this. This is on page 49 of Dynamic Laws of Healing. She says, resentment, condemnation, anger, the desire to get even, or to see someone punished or hurt are things that rot your soul and tear down your health. You must forgive injuries and hurts of the past and present, not so much for the other person's sake as for your own. On page 51, she says, when you hold resentment toward another, you are bound to that personal condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free. Back to the book, the Gerald Jampolsky book, he talks about some things that unforgiveness does. He states in his book that on page 29, physicians try to be aware of the possible side effects of the medications they prescribe to their patients. And at this day, as patients take greater responsibility for their own health, most of us also educate ourselves with that kind of information. If we are free, if we are to free ourselves of the burden and discomfort of our grievances, we need to look just as carefully at the thoughts we put in our minds as we do at the drugs we put in our bodies. The side effects of holding unforgiving thoughts in our minds can be have a very negative impact on our well-being. Take a look at the following list. Here are just a few of the physical problems that may be associated with an unforgiving mind. Headaches, backaches, pains in the neck, stomach and ulcer-like symptoms, depression, lack of energy, anxiety, irritability, tenseness and being on edge, insomnia and restlessness, free-floating fear, fear not attached to any particular event, unhappiness. He goes on to say, few of us would ever take drugs that we know can hurt us, yet we are not nearly as selective about the thoughts that we put in our minds. What is the antidote? What is the most powerful medicine we have for healing the thoughts that cause this long list of symptoms? Forgiveness. It is a powerful, amazing, and miraculous healer with the capacity for making all these symptoms disappear. Mm, Disappear. So, again, talking about the power of forgiveness. Forgiveness can also delay your good. Catherine Ponder talks about on page 54 of Dynamic Laws of Healing, if you have a problem, you have something to forgive. She says anyone who experiences pain has a need to forgive. Anyone who finds himself in an unpleasant circumstance has a need to forgive. Anyone who finds himself in debt has a need to forgive. Where there is suffering, unhappiness, lack, confusion, or misery of any sort, there is a need to forgive. She goes on to say, when your good is delayed, that is the time to forgive. Now, think about it. You might be saying, well, my body is fine, but I haven't been able to make a breakthrough in something with a relationship, with a career, with finances. She's saying, when your good is delayed, that is the time to forgive. She goes on to say, often everything stands still and there is a deadlock until forgiveness is released into the situation. By you. That's powerful. So again, I would like to hear from you. Please give me a call. If you would like to ask me a question at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. And... Ask any questions on uh, about any of the material that I've covered so far today. I want to make sure that you get it, that you understand it, that you, that you have all of the information you need to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. Because only when you understand it and put it into practice does it work. Because as uh, Reverend Coleman used to always tell us when she was active in the ministry, it works if you work it. And that means we have to put the principle into action in our own lives to get the results or the demonstrations that we desire. It is highly important that we recognize and realize that. Again, give me a call, 888-558-6489. When we come back, we're going to talk about some steps to forgiveness. We want to make sure that we empower you. Again, remember that this station, Unity Online Radio, is supported by your love offering. So please make sure you click on the Donate button. Don't forget to click on the online cruise in November in the Caribbean and make sure you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you. And let us just stay in the space of holding the consciousness of forgiveness and healing. We'll be right back with Truth Transformed. Affirm the
1: good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
0: The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God
1: is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
4: Feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew. Wednesday mornings at 9 central time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Rev. Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms Now back to Truth Transforms.
5: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, we're doing our show on forgiveness today. As a part of spiritual healing, the what and the how, today we're talking about the power of forgiveness and how Jesus taught the power of forgiveness. Again, going back to Jesus momentarily, Jesus understood the power of forgiveness, and even in situations where bodily healing wasn't necessarily needed, he still would invoke the power of forgiveness. When the woman who was caught in adultery was brought to him by the religious figures of his day, um, trying to trick Jesus into making a statement against the Jewish law uh, by either stating that, according to the Jewish law, that a person caught in adultery was supposed to be stoned. I don't know why they didn't have the man with her, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, even though that was in the Jewish law, they were occupied by Rome, and therefore, they couldn't just stone a person to death. That might have been in their rules, but they couldn't do that because they did not rule themselves. So, they were trying to trick Jesus up. So Jesus said to them, Who was who he who was without sin, cast the first stone. And obviously all of them dropped their stones. But Jesus also said to the woman, Who condemns you now? And she said, No one. And he said, Neither do I. He said, Go and sin no more. In other words, release it, forgive it, let it go, but don't do that again. So it's important that as we work with forgiveness, We also don't put ourselves back into the situations that caused us pain in the first place, that put us in situations where uh, we have harmed either ourselves physically or financially or with our families and relationships and career, et cetera. So as we practice forgiveness, we need to make sure that we are present. So. All right. Now, let's talk about forgiveness and some of the steps. To forgiveness because this is really important that we recognize that first of all forgiveness is a choice forgiveness is a choice and forgiveness is a choice to be free and forgiveness is a choice to be whole many times people say well how do I know I'm forgiven one of the things that I teach in my classes is when the thought of the person or the experience or the place or the situation comes up the energy that is normally attached to it that goes along with our story with it is dissolved see normally its energy attached to unforgiveness see when you can distinguish it and release it and let it go and set it to the side you can it can come up in your mind but all of those emotions are not attached to them that keep you in bondage to fear the frustration the anger the doubt Or whatever the the emotion that normally pops up when you think about the person, the situation, the experience, when those things are gone, you're free of it. Because you have now said that I release, let go, and I let God, and I'm no longer functioning from my uh, fragmented sense of self with my story of, of victimization. But now I realize that I'm functioning from my holding so I can set that aside. Because some people say forgive and forget. I don't know if you can always forgive a situation. Things happen, and they're part of your memory. But the forgetting part is releasing and letting go of the pain associated with the memory. So that's one of the ways that you recognize, realize that you have forgiven. Now, some of the steps to forgiving. Uh When you are working and praying, sometimes it's necessary just to literally write down a person's name and and write it down. Catherine Ponder talks about writing. She would actually write forgiveness letters, like I release and let go John X. Uh, I I see you perfect, whole, and complete. I behold the Christ in you, whatever, as a method to doing it day by day, day by day, day by day, to release. Why? Because you're actually writing it out. Releasing and letting it come out of the soul. Sometimes it's a situation where you might need to go reconcile with somebody, not from the sense of letting them back in your life. And maybe it might be a situation where you might just need to talk and find out it's just been a misunderstanding all along. You've been walking around mad and angry at each other. Or you were mad and angry at them, and they didn't even know you were mad at them. Sometimes it's just releasing and letting it go in your own thought by doing your own prayer and meditation work and realizing that you don't have to stay stuck in that place by a real, and, and, and recognizing that you're not a victim. And that you have the power to choose to be free. Forgiveness is a willingness. Uh, In Gerald Jampolsky's book, he says, be open to the possibility of changing your beliefs about forgiveness. He goes on to say, be willing to consider that you're not just a body, but that you are a spiritual being living Temporarily in the body. So all these things are things that are necessary because we think that our human personality has been attacked, but the human human personality is temporal. It goes on to say, consider the possibility that life and love are one and are eternal. Find no value in self pity. In other words, you know how we get our story and we want the pity from people. We want people to think that you know we've been hurt and, 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 and shamed by others. He goes on to say, find no value in being a fault finder. Choose to be happy rather than right. These are steps to forgiveness. Can I choose to be happy rather than right? Do I need to be right to to the detriment of my own health, the health of my body, the health of my career, the health of my finances, the health of my relationships? He goes on to say, be willing to let go of being a victim. Why? Because to be a victim, you have to have a victimizer. So the moment you become a victim, You make yourself right, and you make somebody else wrong. Make peace of mind your only goal. In other words, how much do you value peace? He goes on to say, look upon everyone as you meet as a teacher of forgiveness. In other words, when they're in your space, they're teaching you how to work the principles of forgiveness. I release, I let go, and I let God. Sometimes it's what you just have to say in the midst of dealing with somebody, in your own head sometimes. I release, I let go, and I let God. He goes on to say, believe that holding on to grievances and unforgiving thoughts is a way for you to suffer. So in other words, I might be right, but as I'm holding on to these unforgiving thoughts and grievances, I'm suffering. I'm creating my suffering. He goes on to say, recognize that any emotional pain you feel at this moment is caused only by your own thoughts. So in other words, I'm never upset for the reason I think. My upsets are always internal, never external. If I'm upset, this emotional pain that I feel in any situational experience is totally self-created. It goes on to say, believe that you have the power to choose the thoughts that you put in your mind. Then he says, believe that holding on to anger does not bring you what you really want. So you can be angry, but just realize that's not going to get you what you want. It might get you what might satisfy you in the moment, but realize that that satisfaction is tearing your body down and destroying your life. He goes on to say, believe that it is to your benefit to make decisions based on love rather than fear. Believe that there is no value in punishing yourself. In other words, many times we don't let other people off the hook because we don't let ourselves off the hook. If we are always kicking ourselves in the behind, we're obviously going to kick others. He goes on to say, "Believe you deserve to be happy. Mm, I deserve that. It's my birthright as a spiritual being." He goes on to say, "Rather than seeing people as attacking you, see them as fearful and giving you a and giving you a call." of help for love. So in other words, this situation is asking me to respond in love. This person is functioning from their limitation, not from the space of love. He goes on to say, be willing to see the light of an innocent child in everyone you meet, regardless of the costumes they wear and regardless of the terrible things that they have done. Mm. He says, be willing to see the light of the innocent child within you. Be willing to count your blessings rather than your hurts. That is so important. Doing something as simple as every day, writing down the things you're grateful for. Shifts the consciousness into forgiveness. Seek the value of giving up all your judgments. In other words, we're meaning-making machines. So let's make sure that we have an opportunity to uh practice forgiveness. You know, so he he goes on to say, believe that everyone you meet is a teacher of patience. A teacher of patience. You're testing my patience, literally. Literally. So when you come in my space and you give me the opportunity to um to really work with my own inner strength and character, That it is important that we recognize that. I believe we have a caller. Uh, Is is the caller ready? Yes. Hi, who am I speaking to?
0: This is Dana.
5: Dana, hi Dana.
0: Hi Galen, how are you,
5: Reverend Galen? Good.
0: Um, My question is how are you able to recognize when? The reason why you haven't forgiven someone else for something that they've done is because you actually have something within yourself that you need to forgive. And how do you work on that forgiveness of self so that you can forgive others?
5: Well, um, it's one of the tools that, uh, thank you for the question, one of the tools that I use uh, and recommend to other people is creating some type of prayer system. Uh, on matter of fact, uh, if you Google unity, prayer of faith, not prayer of faith, unity, I Behold the Christ in You. That's the name of a poem. I tell people to actually put their names above each part of the poem and affirm it to themselves two or three times a day. I behold the Christ in you. For instance, it would Dana. I behold the Christ in you. and you, the light of God, I see you. I behold the Christ in you. I see you holding free. And just put in the name over and over again because it's creating a shift in the perception that, I am I'm. not. I'm, I have to call forth the goodness within myself, and when I'm calling forth the goodness within myself, I'm changing how the situation and experience is occurring to me. Also, uh, putting in the prayer work where, I re, again, I release, I let go, and I let God. I, it, it, Catherine Ponder talks about, and I would strongly suggest anybody who has the book read the chapter The Surprise Law of Healing, because she gives definite prayer affirmations to actually work with the process of forgiveness. So, so many times, again, we're blind to uh, to, to energies in the mind that we're holding on to that are keeping us in bondage. We think it's about the other person, but it's really about ourselves because I'm always upset for something that has nothing to do with the out- outer situation. It's my perception. It's my uh, uh, how I see what's happening based upon my own inner beliefs. So try that prayer, that pro- poem, and see how it works for you. But again, it's a, forgiveness is about releasing, not necessarily adding. Uh, but you want to make sure that you're shifting the consciousness. Thank you for the call. Okay, thank you. Now, now we have, uh, we've run out of time for the day, but thank you for all of you all tuning in. We're going to continue next week with the last show on spiritual healing, the what and the how. We're going to focus on spiritual healing. We're going to teach these principles, and we're going to make the demonstrations of health in our lives. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll hear from you next week on Truth Transforms. God bless you.
2: a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living how can you experience an amazing life right now learn how each week on from good to amazing mondays at 4 p.m central time right here on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world
3: According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today, and after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened.
4: This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity.
0: 5 this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all, a cruise to the Caribbean, November 10 through 17, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite hosts will be there and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate 5 years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio For more information visit www.unity.fm/cruise
3: What is the secret to happiness Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call him with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher. And I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave.